0: Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org.
1: Welcome this week to the Running Light Podcast. I'm Beau Ouellette. I'm Peter Martin. And we're going to talk today about uh, amputation, what we call amputation, and that means cutting off Um, avenues of sin, and the sin we're talking about is things like pornography specifically. Or we can use sexual sin in general, but for us it's been pornography. Um, And uh, it's a big issue, huh, Peter?
0: Yeah, it is, definitely. Um, And and we actually get that term uh, of amputation, we get it from the Bible, and it's what Jesus said in in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, when he's giving his famous sermon on the mount. He talks about sin of the heart, and and we've quoted this several times, Um, verse 28. But I say to you that whoever looks uh, at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And then right after that, he says in verse 29, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And then in, in, in verse 30, he mentions the same thing, but with a hand. And so we get our, our term amputation from this section because it, it seems that Jesus is, is trying to paint a radical picture. Um, not necessarily a, so much about our actions, but he's trying to paint a radical picture of, of sin. He's trying to paint a picture of sin that it's, it's far more devastating um, and far more powerful than we'd sometimes like to believe. Uh, and, and the picture that he's painting here is that of like an infection or a cancer. Um, if you let an infection go unchecked, uh, it, it's going to ravage and destroy most of your body and, and kill the whole. And what Jesus is saying is if, if that was happening, if I had some sort of an infection in my hand, it would be far better for me to lose my hand than for my whole body to be destroyed by the infection. And so that's what we're talking about here. We're, 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 we have to come to the idea, we have to come to the conclusion that our sin is powerful and it is very destructive, and if we don't cut off these avenues, we're going to forfeit the whole. We're going to to perish, is what he's saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and we're obviously coming at this from a, a, a very Christian worldview perspective. You know, amputation, um, cutting off areas, um, is not is not necessarily just for a Christian person. All people, in a sense, uh, have to move away from certain behavior patterns um so we always think of like hey what's the motivation of whether the secular person or the christian for cutting off things um and that's important you know um you know for a christian the motivation should be hey we want to honor the lord we want to glorify his name Uh, and that that is the reason why we want to cut off avenues of sin so my first thought is if you are struggling out there and you're like us that do struggle with this area of sin, you know that you just prayerfully ask God to give you a heart for his glory um because when you start do uh receiving that heart for his glory, then you really are open to to moving forward to to do what needs to be done in in areas of your life that um that are difficult to cut off, you know. Um you know, when you're in the world, I think you kind of look at it different. You're not doing things obviously for the glory of God. You're doing you're doing things usually for self-preservation. Yeah, you're just trying to preserve your life. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want your marriage to go bad or you don't want uh, to be a bad dad or or you want to keep your job or, you know, so you want to stop looking at porn and everything's about those reasons, you know, instead of um, really thinking about the Lord. So when I think of amputation, I think of, you know, man, Lord, give me a heart to see things the way you see them.
0: And, and you do really see in this passage that that's what Jesus's point is as well, because mm-hmm. uh, he, he doesn't use the words, you know, like your body's going to die. He says your body's going to be cast into hell. And hell in the Bible is that picture of eternal separation from God. Uh, And uh, heaven is the picture of perfect intimacy with God. So he says, man, it's better that you you cut off something, that you can join in intimacy with me, that you can have a deep, passionate, personal relationship with me, than for you to lose all of our relationship. And and in my life, and uh, I'm certain in your life as well, Bo, uh, I've seen the consequences of not doing this Um, of kind of trying in my own strength or my own power without amputation to fight my sin and how it has, uh, it it seriously damaged my relationship with God in the past, like severely damaged it. You know, it it wasn't that I was, uh, you know, a severe porn addict and, you know, I was living on the streets and I got fired from my job or nothing like that, but uh, I I was a perfectly functional human being on the outside. Yeah. but on the inside my relationship with God was really tanking you know
1: yeah and you had a lot of turmoil in your heart and those type of things I mean i mean we all know the relief of what it's like when you do amputate mm. like and it's so weird because when you go to amputate um there's like a almost like something that's telling you don't do it like don't <laughs> cut it off you know and it's and it but then when you finally do it's almost like you're like Oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm like, all good. You know what I mean? It's like you feel great. Mm. You know, you feel so relieved. Um, It's just, it's like getting to that point. It's like, you know, it's like there's actually a spiritual battle, something that's like preventing you from wanting to cut off that avenue, you know, Mm. um, type of thing. And and just practically speaking, you know, cutting off avenues can be many things. Mm. Um, I mean, it could be so many things for... All of us are so different, Yeah. you know. So some things uh, maybe are not needed. To like, for instance, I don't. I've never really looked at porn on my phone. My phone hasn't been a, a, a major source of of failure when it comes to self gratification or pornography. And I've never had a um, a um, um, like a safe eyes or a covenant eyes or any any kind of filter software on my phone. And I just don't, I don't know why, I just don't, don't do it. I've never really been that way. Um, I've never viewed pornography at work. Work has never been a place where I've ever even remotely thought uh, or felt tempted to view pornography. Mm. Um, so my work doesn't have any filter on it. Um, you know, um, I've never had, um, um, these certain ones, but other ones I have, you know, um, I used to use uh, a laptop all the time for a lot of stuff. So, um, that one, I put safe eyes on it and, um, and kind of hammered that out. Um, you know, at times the, um, um, cable TV has been something where I've had to have a password put on it. So that I wouldn't get into that. So there's certain things. Now, other people, it's you might need credit cards to be cut up. You might need a lot. Of, you know, you might need man like a multitude. We have a sheet that uh, that uh, you know it's called like what the checklist. Like uh, yeah. it's like a like basically like a checklist cutting off avenues thing. Yeah. And man, that list is hardcore. It's so extreme. You know, it's like massive. I think there's like 50 things lists.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I think you bring up a lot of good points that, uh, obviously, amputation has to be different for each person, you know, because I, I, we can't just issue out, like, a blanket statement of, like, oh, if you struggle with porn, get this on your laptop, get this, and then you're good. You won't right. struggle anymore, right. you know, because like, we all have different methods yeah. that we
1: gratify. even if someone with. doesn't have an internet, Yeah. <laughs> I mean... For for some people that we worked with, that's not the problem. Yeah. I mean, when I first started self
0: gratifying, I didn't have internet; it didn't really exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And I'm sure for you as
1: well. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, so, and for some people, it's 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 not so much like uh, a pornography. It's not, you know, it's not uh, viewing prostitution. That's the idea of pornography. Mm. It's not that. It's um, you know, for some people, it's just they go to the university. Uh, down the road you know what i mean and they see girls and that alone becomes the the object um of lust mm. um and so some people it certainly is like going to a certain bar um that maybe has um waitresses that wear skimpy outfits that become a source of lustful inclinations Mm. where other people and there's no rhyme or reason to this I mean uh, there isn't I've talked to counselors about this and they don't know either (laughs) (laughs) but for some people lust will manifest itself in one way and in another person it totally manifests itself in another way Mm. so one person might really not be able to have internet that much and another person might be able to have total access to everything and he's fine right because he just doesn't go there.
0: Yeah, this is definitely something I know that we've spoken about uh, quite a bit. And I would just like to to talk about it again. Uh, I know that for me, I I get kind of uh, frustrated a little bit. I know you do too, when um, all these articles and stuff about porn addiction come out. And uh, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, the, the men who are reading it, you know, I know that we don't even like to use the word addict, but they they try to fit into um, what they read, and there's that whole topic of like escalation of like you know if you if you watch this type of porn, eventually you'll watch child porn. It's gonna and so, be
1: hardcore. Yeah,
0: it's gonna go that way, and so you need to do this and this and this, and they and they do cookie cutter it. Um, and, and do you have any comments about that?
1: Well, I have a lot of comments about that. <laughs> you know, and and I think the best thing I could say to anybody listening is just open up my life to people, and that is. Is that I just have never been one that have done, has done that. Mm. Um, and that's all I could really go off of in, in a sense that empirically, you know, uh, it's my own life. I know that I can, it's, 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 it's me. Mm. So, um, I, you know, and, and, and people, I think there's so many people that view pornography mm. and to say blanket, a blanket statement that everybody that views pornography, if you view pornography, you're going to escalate into, you know, kitty porn or something like that or bestiality or the real hardcore stuff. You know, don't view porn because you're going to do that. You know, out of all the millions and millions and millions and millions of people, maybe even billions of people that view pornography on the planet, um, not all those people, maybe not even most of those people are going into this hardcore genre of, you know, sadomasochistic, you know, rape kind of idea, you mm-hmm. know, um, to put everybody in that is 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 really, to me, very misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people's lust, I think what internet-free internet tube porn has done, and let me just explain that, is that over the last 10 years... Pornography has been free on the internet through what's called tube sites. We're all familiar with with um, YouTube, which is a tube site, video tube site. Uh, but pornography has its own tube sites that are free, of, and the people upload videos, and anybody can watch those videos for free. Mm. And they have advertisements and things of, like that that generate money. Um, but... What those tube sites have done is they have put up a smorgasbord of genres of pornography, all kinds. Anything you could think of, really, in pornography, um, any kind of act of sex is put up on these tubes. And they're all organized by genre, just like a movie site would be. Um like you done, like Netflix or anything like that and I think what it's done is it's like it's kind of shown something uh, that people I think misunderst or don't think of, and that is is that people like me just go to ten percent of it hmm. meaning i don't I don't go to ninety percent of the stuff that's on there it doesn't arouse me hmm. so to say like well pornography aroused me that's not that that's semi true hmm. meaning in a Yes but it, it, to be more spe- specific it's what kind of pornography mm. stimulates me yeah. you know and that's what those sites have shown it's that there's that my lust in me is attracted to a certain object mm. i find that object very stimulating for me it's monogamous it's got to be monogamy Man, woman, remind me of marriage. Great, fun. You know, that kind of thing. That mm. that hits my heart. The other stuff can be mm, maybe relatively stimu- stimulating at times, but on the whole, most of it is not. Mm. I can watch a whole... You can put a whole video in front of me and there's no stimulation at all. Instead, I'm very grossed out by it. Mm. I find it very yuck. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So to put everybody in that... That idea that, hey, you know, you're going to go from from just watching this to that is not the case. Mm. And that's what those tube sites have shown is that people tend to, some people, some people tend to just stay on the same genre. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. And then other people, for whatever reason, tend to want to experiment with sexuality and, and they go into all kinds of stuff until they lock on to something that really hits them. Hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, and I know that um, for, for both of us, when we counsel men, the first question we ask them is, what type of pornography do you view? And uh, there's a myriad of reasons why we do that. But for this topic in particular, it's really important to know exactly what you're fighting so you know exactly what you need to cut off. Yeah. I would never tell someone who struggles with going to strip clubs that you need to put a filter on your computer. Because it's not dealing with the issue. Right. You know, I would never tell someone who is struggling with, I wouldn't treat someone who's struggling with homosexual porn or child pornography or bestiality or anything like that the same as I would treat someone who's watching monogamous type pornography or who just likes to self-gratify to girls that he sees in his day-to-day life. You know, you have to treat everyone specific and unique. And uh, that's, that's really important, uh, I think, for every single one of us to really search our own hearts. And meaning, search your desires. Like, what what are the things that you're chasing after in your pornography? So you know not only what the big things are to cut off, but we're going to talk more about cutting off smaller things. Meaning, the links to the chain, the links to the chains. Because it, it's not just like for me, I understand in my heart. It wasn't just porn's the problem. You know, my laptop's the problem. That's the only problem. I realized that there was links in the chain. There were things that I would do. There was a pattern that I would have of sites that I would visit that weren't even porn, you know, Mm -hmm. sites like news sites for me, uh, would get me stimulated and then I would go into different directions. So I started having to, to amputate things that weren't even necessarily porn, but they, for me, it was porn. For me, it, my mind equated it with pornography and i started going in those directions
1: that's good it's a good point i was reading like lamentations it says the visions of your prophets were false and worthless they did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity the oracles they gave you were false and misleading and to me that speaks of of you know you have to break down you have to see things in reality you know you 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 have to look at what um what, um, you know, is titillation to you? You know, another C.S. Lewis word, I think, is titillation. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that idea of what kind of stimulates you. For instance, I remember one time I was flipping through the news networks. I got to Fox News. And I remember putting it on Fox News, and I was just, I, I just, like, all of a sudden was titillized. Now, this hasn't happened all the time, and it certainly doesn't happen um, a lot. But I just remember this one occasion where it certainly did, mm-hmm. where I, I saw the lady on there, and they were so, the lady was so done up and so, like, beautified, you know, that she looked very much like an erotic image to me, mm-hmm. um, even though I think she was just a news person, you know <laughs> what I mean? I think she was just doing the news, um, but... Um, and then I noticed the more I I think I might have wrote about it or blogged about it then, you know, but then I then I started noticing more like my environment, like even, um, you know, that even news things I, I saw was showing that, man, the girls on there were absolutely like these stunning women, you know, and, and and they had, you know, they had this body shape. They had this body size, you know what I mean? This this kind of. This model look to them, Mm. you know, that that, you know, made me think, whoa, you know, that's something I have to realize that is a is an influence in my mind. Mm. And um, I have to be careful of that because that's one of those chains that you can just be flipping through that and you Mm. can actually be, uh, you know, having this titillation from watching the news. Yeah. And then it moves into other directions. Yeah,
0: and that's actually uh, gets into the other verse that we utilize in this. So Jesus uses an image, he uses a metaphor, and I I think, I don't know if it is important, but (laughs) I would like to just say it. It is a metaphor. Jesus is not abdicating a physical mutilation of your body, Um, he's using a metaphor of like a virus or uh, a type of infection. The writer of Hebrews uses a very different metaphor, he uses a metaphor of a race. And uh, that's where we get it in Hebrews 12, verse 1. It says this, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set out before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so here's the picture that the writer of Hebrews is showing us. He's saying it's like we're running like this marathon race, and we're running towards a prize, and the prize is Jesus. It's a relationship with him. It's a love for him, and that's what we're running after. And he says you need to throw off. So the picture is is that we're all running these races, and we're all carrying like these backpacks. And any one of you guys who has ever tried to do long distance runs or uh, hiking or anything like that, you know that you want to run with as little weight as possible. You know you don't see people in the Olympics running with Timberlands or something like that. You know they're running with the lightest stuff, the lightest weight. Why? Because they need that to get that extra speed to win the race. And so what the writer of Hebrews is saying is when you're looking at your life and you're looking at the things to cast off of you when dealing with this sin, he says, don't just ask, is it a sin? Right? Because that's what he says in verse 1, if you read it again, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares you. So for sure lay aside the things that are clearly sin. If you have porn DVDs in your house, that's clearly sin. You need to burn those. But there are other things that aren't necessarily porn but the writer of hebrew says but it is weight Mm. to you it's not helping you run and you need to get rid of it and for a lot of us we'd look at that and be like man that's like it's a lot of loss it sounds like i'm giving up an awful lot and then he gives us our ultimate picture in christ and he says who is talking of jesus who for the joy set out before him endured the cross despising the shame i mean jesus could have looked at me and said, you know what, Father, it looks like a whole lot of loss for me to serve Peter. You know. I have to give up my life. That's an awful lot. I don't know if I want to do that. But instead, Jesus didn't just look to the shame, but he looked to the joy beyond the shame. And that's I think what you were getting at in the beginning, Bo, where you're talking about the joy of amputation. That, you know, when we're giving up these things, it's loss for sure. You know, it is loss. There's there's no way you, we can slice it and say, oh, no, it's just awesome and it's all gain. Mm-hmm. It's not all gain. There's a loss. But the gain that you get in Christ is far better than whatever you have to give up. Yeah. And that's what honors God.
1: That's good. I mean, I love the, I love the idea of that passage, how you describe it, saying weight, you know, anything that hinders. Because really all of us, if you get honest, I don't care what the issue you have in your life. It can be we all have weight. You know, this life is one of weight, you know, and Jesus tells us, you know, to, that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, that he has something that if we give him our areas of life, you know, our sinful inclinations even, and just take that to him and remembering the cross, you know, that our life will be lighter. And, and obviously, much more times of refreshing will come in. You know, experience something much more uh, lighter than maybe where we've been. But we all, throughout the whole Christian life, it's always one of removing rocks from the backpack. Mm. You know, um, for instance, like you know, when I when I got rid of you know when I put the filter on the, the 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 computer, it's not like all the weight got out of the backpack. You know, there was a pebble that was removed. Mm. And that's all it was. It was just a little pebble. Mm. And it, and it's kind of weird. It's like you think like, oh, man, you're viewing porn like, you know, that's, that's like a big rock. Mm. That's huge. You know, but what, what I found out that that was actually just a tiny little pebble mm. and that there was other weights. There was other things that were rooted in my heart that were much bigger, you know, things that needed to be rooted out. You know, that I had to give God fear. Mm. I had to give God my discontentment mm. or the things I was um, not satisfied with in life. Mm. Um, you know, those those issues that became that are weights that, you know, that huge ones that we in the Christian life are constantly giving getting over to God, because, you know, why, you know, the question we ask of why, why, what kind of porn people view is not just to to know kind of. Okay, what they need to cut off, like, what, what, you know, it's kind of specifically, you know, but, but it's also, um, it reveals the root of, of what exactly is, you know, what I'm doing. Like, for instance, um, like, why do you view pornography? Like, you know, is it really to have sex with girls? Now, this is a shocker to a lot of people, and I've tried to explain this to a lot of wives, and they're like, I don't know. (laughs) But let me, just follow me here. There are some people that view pornography because they're not having sex. Mm. And that's true. And that's an issue. You know, you have to talk about that with a husband and wife and find out why. Mm. You know, there might be justifiable reasons. There might not be justifiable reasons why they're not having sex. But then there might be a person who's having, who's watching pornography. And he has plenty of sex. He absolutely enjoys his sex with his wife. Mm. He actually he doesn't want to have sex with anybody else. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't fantasize about having sex with other people in his mind. He doesn't even when he's with her. He's not thinking about the porn images that he sees or anything. He's not trying. He's not trying to have sex with anybody else. Mm. Um, even if they were to come over his house, he would never. Want to have sex with them. That wouldn't be in his mind. Hmm. Now I, I, I for certain know this as a fact because I'm describing a little bit of my life, but I can even be more factual with you because I've known people that have actually been in the pornography industry. Hmm. And so, and I've actually seen them perform. But I don't want to have sex with them. I've never wanted to. That's not a desire. I don't think about them in any kind of intimate way with my spouse or anything like that. Mm. Some people are like that. I know. So it's like it has nothing to do with wanting to have sex with someone. Mm. And I think very few people that watch pornography, very few, really want to have sex with that person. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's just they're just doing it to... You know, to, to to get something accomplished, so mm. to speak. And then after it's accomplished, they're done away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't want to to be involved in a person's life on the whole. I, I think that's a true statement. I don't think many people are are wanting to have a relationship with these people and have sex with them and everything like that. Some people, yes. I'm not trying to make a blanket statement here. Mm. But um but then the question is, is why do you want to have sex with a person? And then, then, then you see the real weights of that need to be cut off. You know? Meaning, okay, why do, why do I feel like I, I why do I like pornography? It helps me to what? Calm down. It helps me to actually almost like a a meditation. It helps me almost to think Mm. of just something different, uh, kind of get out of my other thing, kind of unwind. Does that sound familiar to anybody out there? You know, oh, I just I I like to have a glass of wine. Why? Because it helps me unwind. You know? Why do you smoke that joint? Oh, well, it helps me unwind. You know, why do you watch sports? Well, uh, you know, I I love watching football. It helps me unwind. Mm. You know? Why do you listen to so much music? It helps me unwind. Why do you play video games? Because it helps me unwind. It relaxes me after a long day. You know, that kind of thing. And that's could very well be the reason of why you view the genre of film that you view as well. Where it could be action-packed movies, it could be other things, but you have chosen a genre that helps stimulate you mm. in a way... That your mind kind of goes into this world that relieves you of something, maybe a fear, maybe a resentment, maybe, maybe bitterness, mm. um, maybe um, you know a discontentment with your life. Maybe you feel like a failure, and and that helps you escape. So it becomes an escape route, you know. Um, and it certainly does for me. It certainly has for me. You know, it's become more of like, hey, you know, unwind. I don't drink. I don't. Um, I don't play sports. Um, I'm not a big viewer of TV. Um, um, I don't have any like favorite shows. Maybe the old Twilight Zones. But uh, you know. But that's about it. So it's like I like times with my kids, and I like times with my wife, and that's it. Hmm. You know. So it's amazing how sometimes when you start, you know, sometimes the more you amputate things in your life. Um. Then you know. Then you start seeing. Whoa! I've amputated all these other areas of my life, and then all of a sudden you see there's this one that's still around. <laughs> you know, that's creeping its ugly head in there, and and you still find that at the root of that is a lot of discontentment and things like that, or other things, just stuff that's in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, in your heart, and it could be again just wanting to escape. But then you have to. You have to, then the amputation comes to your mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, pursuing God is going to be much more joyful. Mm. And, and that means I need to cut off the root of, of the issues in my heart, you mm. know, of why am I discontented? Why do I feel like I need to escape? Mm. You know, um, mm. that, type of, that kind of thinking anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, multiple times in the Bible, Psalm 1, Jeremiah 17, uh, uh, John 15, and, and, and uh, Galatians 5, there's multiple times where the Bible compares us to trees. And wherever your root is, that's what your fruit's going to be. And that's what the Bible's point is. If my root is in the world, my fruit's going to be of the world. If my root is in Christ, my fruit's going to be of Christ. And so looking at the fruit and trying to get rid of the fruit is never going to be the solution. I mean, if I look at the fruit of my life, I say, man, I'm viewing a lot of porn. And I just, it would be like going up to a tree and just like, man, I don't like this tree, and I just start picking the fruit <laughs> off of it, well, it's just going to grow more. You know, it's going to grow more. In fact, if you chop off one branch, just two more are going to come in its place. See, the only way to deal with it, as everyone knows, you got to deal with the root. And so, yeah, it's, it's vastly important to start dealing with your porn issue, but while you're doing it the whole time, always be thinking, praying, going to God, yeah. and, and seeking His wisdom, and like, God, why do I do this? You know, why are you not The fountain of living water for my life why can't i say like the psalmist does in psalm 87 7 all my founts are in you why can't i do that you know what am i trying to cover up here what what is the root of this thing and and i promise you if you start praying that and thinking that way god will reveal it to you Mm. that's part of renewing your mind god will absolutely reveal it to you there's no way god's going to be up in heaven like "Mm, i'm not going to tell you yeah you know there's no way Because the more that is revealed, the more you're going to turn to God. And the more you turn to God, the more you honor Him.
1: That's right. And it's not going to get, uh, it's not going to get like easier. It's not like everything gets easier, Mm. you know, the more you, uh, have God work in your life. Um, but it's not about easy, you know, it's about honoring God and it's about, you know, um, dying to yourself and, Mm. and the joy that is, in your life when you're dying to selfishness mm. and yuck and you're learning how to love properly yeah. uh, from a complete source like like God, you mm. know, who's giving you a love now for people and and that type of thing. So, you know, what we're saying is, that, you know, just in, in kind of a, a simple way is that, you know, yeah, you know, we want to amputate pornography or, or the like, you know, and that's important, you know. Um but don't be surprised if there's there's deeper things that are hidden underneath that that God's trying to do and it's okay if it gets if you find like you go man I amputated porn and man my life just got harder hmm. yeah that's right you probably got a little uneasy hmm. you know because without that source of um the way you've been acting out all of a sudden it becomes very Um, Things become hard and difficult. It's like when, um, you know, growing up in a kind of alcohol kind of background, Alcoholics Anonymous. But, you know, if you just, if someone just, you know, you just take away the alcohol from them, they still have all their character defects in their life. You know, just because they got rid of alcohol doesn't mean they're a good person. They can still be a jerk. You know what I mean? Um, they have to, their heart issue has to be changed. They have to deal with issues of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when someone gets off alcohol, they'll be like, man, I, I'm freaking out. I feel horrible. I feel worse. And it's true. It's because they don't have that source anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we even do that, you know what I was thinking is like, I was thinking of a couple passages. One of them is in Habakkuk of all places. I think it's 114 that says God's eyes are too pure to look upon evil and do nothing. And and I was thinking like when we are Christian, we're seeking constantly the eyes of God. We're seeking constantly to see things in a pure way and, and um, in a holy way. The biblical word would be kind of a holy way. And when we do, when we try to seek to see things the way God sees them, we can no longer look at something and just do nothing. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, we got to do something about it, you know. And that's something that for me has been a constant prayer in life is God help me to see the things as you see it so I can do something about it, Mm. you know. And I see that even God's grace is cool in our life to show us those things.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, uh, I always think when, whenever I'm, I'm talking about this, uh, with people, and unfortunately, I've, I've heard a lot of ministers speaking on this issue, and it, and it is, it tends to be like such a bummer. Like, you know, you just, you gotta hack it off, and, you know, it's gonna suck, and you gotta just do stop it, you know, it. just <laughs> stop it. And, and that's, that's usually what I hear. But I, I always remember Paul's words in, in his epistle to the, uh, epistle to the Galatian church. And he says, I am a fellow worker for your joy. You know, and I love that picture that Paul's looking at them. He's like, you know what? I just want you guys to be at the max joy you could ever be at, Mm -hmm. you know, and that joy is rooted in Christ, you know, and I want to help you do whatever you can. And so once again, going back to the the Hebrews passage of, you know, that's why we call ourselves running light, man. We want to run light towards the prize. We want to run light towards Christ. So we're always asking ourselves, is there weight? Is there weight? Not just sin. You know, it's such a bad thing to just ask, you know, is it really sinful for if I do? Don't ask that. Mm. Does it help me reach my goal? Does it help me reach my prize Mm. in Jesus? No Olympic runner would be like, hey, is it illegal for me to carry this, you know, 20 pound backpack in the run? No, it's not illegal, but you're an idiot if you do that, you know, (laughs) like it's not, it may not be a sin, but it ain't going to help you get to the prize.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great point, you know? So, um. You know, for me, it's you know I have to tear down. I'm never going to amputate if I don't tear down, um, you know, something. So in my mind, like for instance, Psalm 119, 104. Delight your, uh, I delight yourself. I delight myself in your precepts, meaning I delight myself in God's word. Mm-hmm. And it says, therefore, I hate every wrong path. You know, and for me, it's like I have to learn to hate every wrong path. You know, and sometimes that's a prayer, just, you know, praying that simply, you know, you might be out there and you go, hey, you know what, but I've tried over and over and over and I just can't do it. I just, I you know, I can't do it, you know, and and I understand that, you know, and I think what that calls for is is seeking the Lord, just God change my heart. And, you know, and the pressure, I don't put pressure on myself, meaning I know I am a fallen man. And I know uh, I'm a sinner, and and so I have to rely on God to change my heart, you know. And so I ask God to continually give me a new heart, change my heart, refresh my heart, help me to see Your joy. Um, You know, those are constantly going on in the Christian life because I I don't struggle with like anger, or I don't struggle struggle with what uh, so many men do struggle with in their families. You know, they struggle with anger and like heavy pride and you know, kind of this really manipulation in their homes, and those that, those aren't really my qualities. I don't really struggle with those things. You know, I tend to be just a a, 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 diff, a different kind of guy. I'm, I mean, uh, just not like that. You know, um, but you know, you would never think someone who's struggling with anger. You know, like you would say, "Hey, you know." A lot of times we would think, "Oh, well, you know, you know, cut off sin," and we're thinking only of porn. You know what I mean? We're always thinking of like the biggies. You know what I mean? That's sex. That's lust. But really, it's like everybody's working on cutting off something. Mm. You know, the prideful man's working on cutting off pride. You know, the anger, the man who, you know, is constantly being angry at his kids because his kids don't do things the way he wants them to do. He's just an overbearing, controlling, prideful man. He has to cut off that control. And all those things, you know, are the mom who is constantly fearing what's going to happen to her kids. So she won't let them do anything. And so she shelters them, not out of faith in God, but out of a fear. She needs to learn how to cut off fear in life. So it's like God needs to change all of our hearts. And we all need to just be honest and just surrender to God in a daily way. And just say, hey, Lord, you know, I didn't do good yesterday. You know, I messed up in this area, and I know you can change me. Help me to cut off the avenues that I need to cut off. Help me to work on the real issues of the heart that I really need to work on, you know. And and then allow God to do the work. You know, I again, I can't change myself. I couldn't save myself. I certainly cannot change any part of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of try to keep it simple like that.
0: For sure, yeah. And uh I think we're going to have to wrap up in a second here, but... I uh, just want to kind of end with this. What we're talking, what Bo's talking about, what I'm talking about, is our goal is purity before God. That's what we want. But sometimes we use that excuse to not do the immediate. And what I mean is, is what I hear and what I know you hear as well, Bo. Is some, some men will be like, you know, porn's not the problem. My pro- the problem is my heart. And hey, you'll get no argument from us on that front. The That's problem right. is your heart. Mm-hmm. But if God tells you to do something and you won't do the concrete steps, you're in James 2. Your faith without works is dead. Man, if you know, if every single time I get on my computer, I'm viewing pornography, yeah, that's a heart problem. And your heart does need to be purified before the Lord. But you know what? Immediately, you know what a concrete step of faith would be? To put a filter on it. That would be a concrete step of faith. And that's what God is looking for. Mm. See, he wants purity, but... Uh, I mean, purity precedes the power that we get from the Holy Spirit to do this, this massive work, which is the overhaul of our heart. That's the big work. You know, this, this is actually the easy stuff. And this is the stuff you can do, is, is looking for the immediate avenues of sin and cutting them off in faithfulness towards God and understanding that He's gonna be faithful to do the rest. And that's the, that's the hard part of actually changing your heart.
1: Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36, 8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.